Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. As always, you can email me your thoughts, questions, op- uh, opinions, feedback, adoration, praise. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Apologize, I was out yesterday. You know, I have uh, gone back and forth what I was going to say about this. But I do have... Um, I'm totally fine, but I have a... <laughs> A condition, um, I guess you'd call it, it's it's, it's not as bad as it's going to sound here, but a medical situ- condition that occasionally there's a, a flare-up or a situation, and it hit me over the weekend, and I just wasn't in uh, the best of shape here <laughs> uh, yesterday. So I do apologize for missing. I'm 100% fine. Don't. There's nothing to worry about. It's just... Um, when it does happen, and candidly, this hasn't happened for, I think my wife and I figured about a year and a half now, but nonetheless, when it does, when it does happen, it is, uh, rather, uh, uncomfortable to say the least. So everything's fine back at it here on, uh, this, uh, this Tuesday morning. And I want to talk about good old Maxine Waters, Maxine Waters is, my friends, out of control. Maxine Waters is, I I don't even know how to describe the, what is she, 80? I think she's 82 now. 82-year-old representative from the state or the People's Republic of California causing problems that have now caused the judge in the Derek Chauvin case. You cannot make this up. But the judge in the Derek Chauvin case, Derek Chauvin is on trial for uh, potentially murder. Well, that's one of the charges, second, third degree murder, manslaughter um, in, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. And of course, this is not far from uh, Brooklyn, is it Center? Brooklyn Center? I want to call it Brooklyn Park, Brooklyn Center. It's on the TV here right now, actually. But Brooklyn Center was where uh, a week or so ago um, an officer shot and killed um, Dante Wright during a traffic stop uh, not far from tragic situations all around, right? So we got the George Floyd trial, uh, the murder trial for of George Floyd happening in Minneapolis with the officer Derek Chauvin. We've got the shooting happening last week in Brooklyn Center with the death of Dante Wright. We've got all of that. We've got the the officer who resigned and the police chief who resigned, and we had protests in that city. 
We had the remember the the city manager wasn't it resigned for simply calling for due process. We've got to the point now where we're resigning or you can lose your job over calling for due process, which is a an atrocity also. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. Maxine Waters goes there over the weekend to join in the protest, and she is talking with, um, I guess you could say, I don't know if it's really reporter. She's, you know, people, anyone with a camera today um, can ask questions, and someone is asking questions of Maxine Waters, the congresswoman from the People's Republic of California. And I decided there's a short clip of this and a long clip of this. There's a 30-second clip, and this one's about a minute 45. But I, I, I kind of feel like it's best to hear the whole, the whole context. Now, again, as with some audio sound bites from the Project Veritas uh, piece that we were playing last week, the audio in a couple of places might be slightly hard to hear. I think it's, it's pretty good for the most part, though. Uh, and it's pri- it's primarily because of because of the protesters in the background, and you know they're outside, and this is um, in, in in a protest environment. So a couple of places it's hard to hear, but I just want you to listen. I want you to listen to the words and the rhetoric, and I want you to listen as or think about as you're listening to this what we just went through about what ninety days ago, actually. Today, sorry, I, I just I know that I know that uh, well, ninety days ago, Biden took office at noon today, right? We were promised, we were promised utopia on Earth. We were promised everything was going to be okay if we just elected Joseph R. Biden to come in and save the day. And I defy you to find. Any measurable result that is better today than it was on January 20th at noon. Folks, we have an unmitigated disaster on our hands, and we are 90 days in, and these lunatics and radicals are just getting started. Packing the court, um, removing the filibuster so that they can pass things like D.C. statehood potentially, uh, reparations bills. You name it. These folks are just getting started, and we're only we're only 90 days, only 90 days in to this unmitigated disaster. So we got Maxine Waters in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, having this exchange on the streets. Remember, this is the same Maxine Waters who said that if you see a Trump supporter or well, someone from the Trump cabinet, I guess— you see him in public, see him at a restaurant, a gasoline station, as she calls it. You get up in their faces. You call the crowd together, and you tell them they're not welcome. They're not welcome here. I remember talking about this back in the day a couple of years ago. This has been, I think it was in 2018, I believe. You get up in their face. You tell them that they're not welcome here. You cause a scene. This is, this is applauded by the radical left, by the media. This is considered what is necessary, I guess. You talk about voter suppression bills that they say Republicans are writing. Well, here's a way to suppress Republican turnout is to get up in people's faces. Tell them they're not welcome here. This sounds like 
This sounds like something that people that are freedom-loving and who believe in the free exchange of ideas would just totally be down with. But this is the same Maxine Waters that did that a few years ago. And I want you to compare and contrast the words of President Trump on January 6th, 2021, right, when they were um, making the final electoral vote in Congress for President of the United States. And Trump said... We're going to march over there. I thought about playing the the sound, but I might play it still, where he says we're going to go uh, peacefully and patriotically march down and protest, let our voices be heard. Yes, he used the word fight. Oh, my goodness. That incited a riot. Remember, that incited the capital violence. That was the coup d'etat, I guess, a handful of people that decided to be morons and idiots and storm the Capitol. And I guess that that is the equivalent of an attempt to overthrow the government. Meanwhile, we've got Maxine Waters out here stirring the pot. And now the judge has said this may be grounds in the future for an appeal uh, to throw out this entire trial. But I want you to listen to this. This is, again, about a minute, 45 seconds to give you the full context. Just listen to the The wonderful thing she has to say, remember, she's now in power, her and her party. This was, you know, when they were elected into power, this was supposed to do away with any and all um, problem because Trump was the problem. Republicans were the problem. And just listen to this rhetoric. Here she is, Maxine Waters, over the weekend. Reform. And so, yes. I would like to see the bill in Congress pass on police reform, but I know that the right wing, the racist, are opposed to it, and I don't know what's going to happen to it, but I know this, we've got to stay in the street, and we've got to, we've got to demand justice. As a black man, despite all of the efforts, I feel like nothing changes, and George Floyd is waking so many people up. Yet nothing has happened, just you know, despite the rhetoric. Like what, what needs to happen that's different this year than all the years before? We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street. But we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean. Oh no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Congressman, from what happens if we do not get? get what you just told. What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we need business. What do you think about this curfew tonight? There you go. They have to stay conf- get more confrontational. They have to let people know that they mean business, is what Maxine Waters said. Also, I want to play the full clip so that you could hear where this really started. Again, remember, 
We had to elect Joseph R. Biden and the Democrats to bring this nation back to a place of unity. They were going to usher in unity, utopia, peace on earth. And she's out there at the beginning saying that she's wanting to introduce police reform, but her Republican colleagues will not stand for it because they're racist. Essentially what she said there. They're racist. They're bigots. They are fine in her mind the way that she wants to stir this pot here with innocent people um, dying at the hands of law enforcement. This is how they want to frame this. Remember the scene here. This is at a protest in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 10 miles from where the trial of Derek Chauvin is taking place. By the way, jurors now... I haven't seen anything breaking news, so I don't know how long they're going to be deliberating, but they have been uh, deliberating since yesterday, sequestered. So this is, this is again, this is what unity looks like. Unity looks like this to the radical left. This is what unity looks like. Get up in their faces. Get more confrontational, as she's said, both here and in the past. Let them know they're not welcome, as she said about Trump supporters or, excuse me, Trump cabinet members back in 2018. The left has no problem with this. In fact, the left defends this. The left says, and I, look, I'm not going to act like they act when Trump says something. I'm not going to say that, you know, you have to allow for free speech and the free exchange of ideas. But she ventured into a territory here as the lawyers for Derek Chauvin made to the judge. She's ventured into a territory here where jurors in the Derek Chauvin trial may legitimately be impacted by this. They may legitimately be intimidated by this. It's already a tense situation. People are already... Uh, looking at what's going to happen in the wake of this verdict, these jurors know that this is a, a high-profile case, that this is a, you know, a, a symbolic case. They know that there are tremendous pressures placed upon them. And now Maxine Waters, in her infinite wisdom, has decided to amp it up a little bit more. Just what America needs. This is exactly what we need to reach unity. These people are despicable. These people are absolutely nothing more than, well, I mean, troublemakers. How this is helpful, given where we are. This is no one, th this is someone who's doing nothing other than trying to politically capitalize on these terrible, terrible circumstances. It's exactly what's happening here. It's predictable. It's pathetic. But it happens each and every time something like this comes along. So I got a lot more to say about this because we're just scratching the surface on what Maxine Waters has done here. They're now calling for potential censorship of Maxine Waters, expulsion from the House. All these things are being kicked around. I wouldn't hold my breath too much on, on these things. These are... This is what's done, you know, politically in these moments, and then this will pass and something else will come along. But nonetheless, nonetheless, if anything deserves 
to have those uh, have those things, you know, be in the conversation, censorship, expulsion, whatever. It's it's stuff like this. This is this is actually this is the sort of thing that's much more closely related to inciting a riot than of President Trump telling followers to peacefully and patriotically march down to the Capitol building on January 6th. And remember, we went through the whole dog and pony show impeachment number impeachment number two and all this sort of stuff back in January. Not even just three months ago. Three months ago. Quick timeout is in order. Come back and continue our conversation upon uh, of this, this issue of this mess created by in many instances, created by the radical left and their attempt to benefit from it. So sit tight. You're listening to conservative, not bitter talk. In fact, you are listening to America's Realities Are. Be back here in just a minute. So, talking here about um, <laughs> Maxine Waters. So this gets even deeper into stupidity. Maxine Waters, some would say, is inciting violence. This this is clearly closer than what than what President Trump did. Clearly closer than what President Trump is Trump did. There is a a trial taking place that is already. An intense situation, and she said it at an at the site, the city of another police shooting, where where emotions are already high, and that's the setting, right? And and it's it's this was at night when protests get even more I don't know intense or you know they're, they're prone to become more violent at nighttime. That's the setting here. The judge in this case, I want you to listen to this. So so she was at the protest for Dante Wright. The trial for Derek Chauvin is taking place, what, they say roughly 10 miles, 10 miles away. So that during closing arguments, I've already shared that they are in, uh, that they've been sequestered and they are in jury deliberations. Again, we're, I guess we're keeping our, I on it here. I've not, you know, we have no idea how long they'll be deliberating. It could be some long, long period of time. They could come with verdicts any time. Anyway, so the the judge, or the excuse me, the attorneys for for Derek Chauvin, Officer Showman, in the wake of in the wake of these idiotic comments made by Congresswoman Maxine Waters again from the People's Republic of California. They basically say, look, I mean, this is something that the jurors have to know is going on. They have to know that a congresswoman of this great nation is telling protesters to stay on the street and get more confrontational. There's no way for jurors to have avoid hearing this because this trial has been covered in the media you know, in every detail, right? This is this has been front and center. We've had this this entire trial before our very eyes. And the attorney says, 
how can the jury be free from the taint of this? So I want you to listen to this because the judge, the judge basically says um, she may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. Now, just think about that. Just think if we get to that point. Let's let's say, let's say that there is a verdict, and they find Officer Chauvin guilty of whatever. It's got to be what what Maxine Waters called for murder. It's got to be murder. She doesn't know if it's first degree murder, but she thinks it should be first degree murder. That's what she says. Makes about as much sense as anything else that she's ever said. She can't define it. She just knows that that's what it is. She doesn't know why, but that's what I think it should be. Okay, everybody nods as though what she's saying is is of any value whatsoever. And what if? What if they come back and they give that verdict? And then what if, because of her moronic comments, the defense is able to successfully argue that the jury was... Um, intimidated because of this. And this whole thing is thrown out into because of a mistrial. What in the world is going to happen to the people and to the city of Minneapolis at that point, to this issue that we're talking about? Do you think that we need any more gasoline thrown on this metaphorical fire here? The answer is clearly no. But Maxine Waters doesn't seem to care about that. It's almost as though <clears throat> she has another political agenda that she's trying to Accomplisher, because this is not what people who are interested in unity and healing of a nation, this is not how they behave. This is simply not. Here she is, or here are the attorneys, I should say, making that case to the judge. Oh, give me a second here. Here we go. And it is so per- pervasive that it is, I just don't know how this jury. It can really be said to be that they are free from the taint of this. Um, And now that we have U.S. representatives uh, threatening acts of uh, of violence in relation to this specific case, uh, it's it's mind-boggling to me, Judge. Well, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. But what? So nothing going to happen at this point from the judge. But the judge says, I'll give you this. She's probably giving you something here that you can do something with on on appeal. It's just – but it doesn't even stop here. It doesn't even stop here. Nancy – or excuse me, Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters is now out there crying that she is not going to be bullied by the Republicans over this. (laughs) I tell you what, it is it is remarkable to watch this. It is. It's it's totally predictable. We know who these people are. We know how they think. It's really how they feel. We know how they try to use every circumstance for their political uh, advantage. We understand that. This is not anything that is not obvious. But it's still something to behold to watch this unfold before our very eyes. And the folks at CNN are out there defending. In fact, Oz read me a headline today, something at CNN written by Stephen Collinson, some ridiculous, stupid headline as per usual. But nonetheless, nonetheless, Nancy, excuse me, Maxine, I get Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters. It's easy to confuse these two because they say equally 
idiotic things. And they're both from the People's Republic of California. They're both in their 80s. They both talk about being grandmas. Um, of course, Pelosi's a street fighter. We heard about that um, regarding the January 6th uh, siege of the Capitol where she was going to throw down and basically fight, fight hand-to-hand combat to clear that Capitol that day if, if push came to shove with Nancy Pelosi. But anyway, Maxine Waters here is being bullied. She's not going to be bullied, but that's what's happening here in her distorted view of reality. So time out is in order. Are you listening to Conservative Not Better Talk? I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. telling Oz here during the break. Today, today is, I just, look, whatever, today is the day that they call 420, right? 420? I told Oz during the break, I used to set the alarm to get up at 420 because I thought that that was a little bit funny and humorous to me to tell people that. Anyway, this program brought to you in part by our friends at Remodel Health. Remodel Health is the health benefits software for employers. If you're an employer, you're looking to help your team with health care benefits and so forth, consider looking into the Remodel Health program and services here. They help you save money and care better for your team. So with the help of their software, you can cut your health care costs by as much as well, on an average, 30 to 50% by shifting from overpriced group plans to affordable individual plans chosen by each employee. You can learn more by visiting remodelhealth.com slash Todd to download their guide. Remodelhealth.com slash Todd for more information as to how they might be able to help you and your team. So we appreciate Remodel Health and all of our Advertisers, which you can find listed on our website, supportouradvertisers.com. I told you earlier in the program to compare and contrast the words of Maxine Waters, who, by the way, if you've seen any photos of or video of this event that we've been talking about, she looks like a mad woman. She's got her mask on, Fauci approved. She's got goggles on, and she looks like her eyes, it looks like she's ready to, you know, I mean, she she looks a little crazy. I'm just going to be honest with you. But, I mean, you know, it's given what she's saying, it seems to fit quite hand in glove here. But I want to compare and contrast. Remember, we impeached a president. You and I didn't, but our Congress did. Impeached a president for inciting violence. Inciting violence on January 6th for uttering. Now, I'm just using the clip that the media doesn't want to they, – they pretend like it doesn't exist. This is the clip that the House managers in the impeachment trial edited out of the video. This is Trump saying to well, the folks there at the, at the speech are going to peacefully and patriotically march down and protest, let their voices be heard at the Capitol. Here it is. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will 
See whether Republicans stand strong for integrity. There you go. Right? That was January 6th. That was a mere, what, 100 days ago, roughly. 100 days ago. Now, instead of finding the problems with what Maxine Waters is doing here, she's out there saying she's not going to be bullied. She told the, a, a publication called The Grio this. She said, hey, I'm not going to be bullied by this. I'm looking at the article now in the Grio, in thegrio.com. Garen Keith Gaynor writes this article. Maxine, Congresswoman Maxine Waters is pushing back against Republican uh, Republicans and conservative media who have called her out over remarks she made on Saturday during a Black Lives Matter protest in Minnesota. Representative Walter Waters, Democrat California, told the Grio that she traveled to Brooklyn Center where the former police officer, Kim Potter, fatally shot 20-year-old Dante Wright because she, quote, could not rest after seeing yet another unarmed black man killed by law enforcement and, in the case of Wright, just a few miles away from the Derek Chauvin murder trial, uh, Derek Chauvin trial in the murder of George Floyd. At Saturday night's protest waters addressed the press and spoke out in support of the community and protesters by sunday the congresswoman's remarks which lasted several minutes had become a headline on conservative media and republicans zeroed in on waters use of the word confrontational when encouraging protesters to continue calls for justice in the countless police involved shootings killings of black americans countless that's that's journalistic malpractice. Countless. We actually have a count. I saw a study, actually. I saw a study that um, showed that people dramatically overestimate, surprisingly. Look, and I'm not mad. Look, this is a tough thing to talk about because I'm not glossing over when it does happen. Right? It's terrible when it does happen. But the degree to which we're led to believe it happens is grossly over-exaggerated. You know, I'm from the old school, I guess. If if an officer is guilty, if an officer has done something inappropriate, he or she should absolutely face the consequences for that. If the suspect did a series of things that led an officer to justifiably use his or her firearm, it's still an awful position for everyone to be in. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible situation. I'm drawing a blank. Oz may have to help me here. The the I just saw the officer that was being investigated for the uh, the the incident where the uh, the young black man grabbed a knife out of the black uh, the back of his uh, the back of his car, um, and he he wasn't killed, but he um, I believe he was shot. I don't. I can't even. T- I, there was an incident where he was he was the one that held his girlfriend he snuck into the house and held her at knife point and threatened her went to the child's birthday party jacob um blake jacob blake i think that's it forgive me if i've gotten the name wrong but that case they just they they found that the officer is not going to be charged but yet we had outcry yet i remember the day after that NBA players chiming in as to how this was another example of police brutality against young, unarmed black men and so forth. 
And look, I the people I know don't want to have look, we don't want police to have too much authority or power results of violence unnecessarily. I don't want that. I don't want that whether they've detained a white suspect, Hispanic suspect, black suspect, male suspect, female suspect, Christian suspect, atheist suspect, Muslim suspect. If you're a human being and you're detained by the police, if you're detained by law enforcement, you should be you should be uh, dealt with according to the law and you should be, you know, protected. They need to be protected as well. And if there's an incident that happens, again, it's this to me is 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 such is so much common sense, but the problem is so many of these cases and examples that they use Officers were put in bad situations. Officers were put in bad situations because suspects were not complying. Now, does that mean you automatically have the right to grab your firearm and shoot? It doesn't. Certainly does not mean that. But at some point in the process, it becomes, it doesn't mean every case, but at some point it becomes a reasonable response from an officer if he or she is in fear of his or her life, and of course, you you see um, examples of people shooting cops as well. This is a messy situation, messy situation here. But this is being uh, we're, we're being misled many times. We really are. We really and truthfully are. Nobody wants nobody wants to see this stuff. Nobody does. I don't want any person detained by police to be shot. But unfortunately, unfortunately, in the majority, the the vast majority of cases that I'm aware of, actions taken by the suspect, regardless of his or her gender, race, whatever, have have led officers to have to make these, these decisions. It doesn't mean that that's always the case. And in the cases where officers are have done something wrong, and we're going to see what the jury says about Derek Chauvin here. In the time, to, in the days, hours, whatever to come, weeks, I don't know how long they'll be sequestered and deliberating. But th- this is the process. Anyway, instead, folks are stirring, stirring this pot and making it, making it worse. This is not what unity looks like. This is what we told we were going to have. We were told we were going to have unity and healing in this nation. Instead... Instead, we're seeing more of this by our Democratic politicians. Maxine Waters leading the charge. Sick and pathetic. Got to take a break. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So... So here we are. Here we are sitting here and trying to you know, the I I think the the average reasonable everyday Joe in this country we're we're would love would love to see this taken care of. We would love to see these problems to whatever Degree legislation or changes to policies or what have you can can change these circumstances. Reasonable people are 
certainly open to that. Absolutely positively open to that. What we're not open to is what we've seen from the likes of Maxine Waters, from the likes of those that like to politicize this, from the likes of those who want to further cause discord and disharmony in this great nation, who want to pour metaphorical gasoline on this fire. This is the time. This is, Look, again, we were told that Biden and the Democrats were going to come in and fix our problems. Everyone was going to be able to take a breath of fresh air and relax because Democrats were here to unify this country. Right. Remember Biden's inaugural address, if you could stay up from that thing, not doze off. Again, reminds me of the people that were honking their horns at one of his speeches during the campaign, dozing off and their heads hit the horns of their cars. But if you heard all that stuff, that all that stuff, which, look, at some point you throw into the bucket of propaganda because this is just silliness. This is saying one thing and acting in, in another way. But this is a technique that's used, as much as I hate to say this, of creating political traction by pitting groups of people against each other and causing this friction and turmoil, or at least adding to it. And we don't need to do that, my friends. People of all races, ethnicities, political backgrounds, we should all be able to find some way to agree and um, address these issues. But I'm out of time. Got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. Be back here in just a minute. friends out of time here today but i will say this in closing i want i want justice i want justice and truth i want justice in the Derek chauvin trial for Derek chauvin for george floyd i want justice wherever the evidence leads and whatever conclusion the jury draws assuming that conclusion is the result of following the evidence. I remember when I was a juror on a trial, I remember thinking those two things. I want justice for the person who's been accused, the defendant, and I want justice for the victim. These two things have to be considered, and that has to be the ultimate result, justice. So I've got to go. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.